podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Everybody should definitely come to Baltimore. We had to find a different way to put our passion to work. If you love your job and love what you do, every day goes on as you want it. I think how we look at art can be world-changing. All of these businesses are taking precautions to make sure that everyone is safe. We're ready. Masks, distancing, and frequent cleaning are just the beginning. Learn more at Baltimore.org. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Fatback 4 Daily. It is Wednesday night and we only have to wait three more days to watch Liverpool Football Club play football again. Tonight's show, I have Keith and I have Chris and we're going to have a little chat around basically we're starting transfer stuff in February, which is a bit crazy. We want to talk about the Anfield Road End, we want to talk about the new training facilities. There's loads to come in this show tonight. It could go on for about an hour. I'm going to give you a pre-warning on that. If you are watching on YouTube, if you're watching on Periscope, join in, share the broadcast, you know, share it onto your timeline, hit the, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell icon. We're also on Discord tonight, so if you're watching it live and you have Discord open, try your comments into the discord under fatback for daily and we will catch them comments there as well um yeah this is brought to you by paddy power it's a bookies a website and an app if you gamble please gamble responsibly and remember to do so with paddy power anyway that's all out of the way here we go And here we go. Good evening and welcome to you all. It feels like ages since we've done a podcast, but it was actually only on Sunday night. And before that, it was Keith on with me and he made some reference to Manchester United fans that got us into loads of trouble. But we just thought, listen, that's what, that's life. What can you do about it? Um, Keith, I'm going to start with you. And the, the transfer window is closed 10 days or so, whatever it's closed. And we're in the thick of transfer speculation transfers for um players all over the place at the moment and the first one i want to come to is timo werner there's loads of links coming out with regards to saying that liverpool have been in touch it's his preferred destination and the biggest thing for me keith is that none of james pierce melissa reddy paul joyce or the like have shot this down uh, it, it seems to be gathering pace and at a, quite an alarming right now isn't it it is yeah it's um all the the silence is deafening, really, isn't it? From from all the usual suspects, as you said. Um, I think, and I've thought for a while, it's the most likely signing. And I know we're going to touch on more players um, in a minute, but I think from an attacking point of view, I think Jaden Sancho was gone. Oh, not Jaden Sancho. Timo Werner, Freudian slip there. Timo Werner is going to be the most likely arrival, and. As you said, you're looking to your Melissa Reddy's, to your uh, Joyce's and all these other boys and they're not shooting it down and that to me, there's too much uh, traction I think in this rumour for there to be nothing in it. You know, and I know I've seen rumours that we tried to seal a deal for them in January and leave them there till the summer and it, it didn't pan out that way but I can't see all roads lead to Anfield for Timo Werner if you ask me. Chris, if all roads lead to Anfield for Timo Werner, um, you know, people have people have made out as soon as we get linked with a player in a forward position, people think, oh, one of our front three is leaving. Does this does this Werner link and the player himself come across as the perfect addition to ensure that we don't lose any of our front three, that we don't have to, that he can literally play anywhere across that front three in different types of you know he can play a, he can play a, a really, you know, Box striker, he can, he can, he has the pace, he can play out wide. Is, is he the perfect complement for a front three that's already there? You know, as opposed to a fella to come in and go, well, listen, he just has to start and it means one of our front three may go. Does he come across that, that way? I think he comes more across now as a, someone who can supplement the front three. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest, I've been sort of up in an hour and over, over the, over the season, whether, it wouldn't surprise if one of the front three left because I thought well, if they win the, the you know, win the league, win the Champions League, they might want to try something new. Uh, my gut feeling was it might have been Salah. 
But as the season's gone on, I'm sort of thinking, I think the front three will stay as they are for at least one more year. But I think this year, although we are, you know, it's, it's hard to say when you've only dropped two points, but I do feel at times we still need another player for that front three who is a more of a starter. Uh, as in when Divock starts, he does okay, but he, he's always come across to me as a much better impact sub than a starter. And Whereas I think if we put Manny on the bench and you start Timo Werner, Firmino, Salah, or whichever combination you want, no one's really panicking. I was going, oh, okay, so that's what we're going with this time. And it does still give us the option, which we did have with Coutinho at times, which was just play all four when you're playing the dross at home. Which Because I, I, I could never see us playing the front three and Origi against the dross at home. I just don't think it works. He's not the type of player to play in, you know, if you're playing four. I think I think so, yeah, because if you want to do the 4-4-2, you can play Salah and Manny wide. Or if you want to do 4-2-3-1, you can play Werner pretty much from the left coming in, or you can play from the middle and play Bobby behind him. They're still quite clever and quite interchangeable uh, from what I've seen. I'll say I, don't, I don't claim to have seen tons and tons of German football. But whenever I see him, he uh, just looks a high-quality player. And I think it feels like a Liverpool sign in the sense of we normally are quite good at trying to find these players who've got either got off the boil in the media circles or have a, have some sort of a buyout clause in the contract. Yeah, no, it, 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 it comes, like, he has got a, he, he did sign a new contract but had got a, a deal, you know, where a buyout clause thrown in there. I think somebody said 60 million. I think that reduces massively after the window in the summer though. I think that could go, I, I think I heard someone saying that could go down to somewhere close to 30 million. But, I think, like, I don't know, you guys, like, Keith thinks all those, all those lead to Anfield. I, I think Chris is fairly confident on it as well. I'm looking at it going, he, he comes across to me as, as the signing that looks like it just fits, you know, mm. he has all the attributes that we need. He is strong. He is powerful. He, he's quick. He has an eye for goal. You've seen this season, you know, um, on our Discord group, they were discussing him last night and one lad was saying, no, he doesn't feel he is the quality that, that, that we need. Others, others shot that down. But again, it's all about opinion. Uh, Stephen O'Connor. Sorry, there's loads of comments coming in and I'm trying to keep up with them and I am keeping an eye on them. Grizz has told me to check me WhatsApp. I will check me WhatsApp. I doubt there's anything there. I think he's just messing with me. Uh, Stephen <laughs> O'Connor says Werner will be a brilliant sign. He will get adequate game time because he's so versatile that's a good point because he can play across it's an excellent point because he's only 23 and people think he's a lot older Timo Werner and mm-hmm. um, though I followed him for a good few years when he played for Stuttgart and when he played for Stuttgart he was a left winger and his goal record wasn't great at Stuttgart but he was only 18, 19 breaking into the team and then he got his move to Leipzig I think he'd only got about 10 goals for Stuttgart but then he moved to Leipzig and in his first year at Leipzig he got into double figures and um I'm actually going to look her up now. Actually, his first year at Leipzig, he got 21 goals. Now, it dropped after that to 13 the next season, 16 the season after that. And this season, he's got 20 goals in 20 games. Now, that shows, and that's been moving them from the left wing gradually to centre forward for Leipzig. So, he's at an age, at 23, I think it's the perfect age for us to be bringing a player in. He's, he's you know, he's, he's not is established that he'll be demanding, you know, I'm upsetting, I want to upset this apple cart, I want game time. He's young enough that he can still learn. And the way the AFCON falls this year, there is going to be games they can easily sell it to him and say, look, you're going to get games guaranteed. There's going to be plenty of rotation in that front three or four or five if you want to throw Minamino in. Or, you know, there's going to be opportunities for him. I don't think bringing him in signals the end of one of the others. You know, I think yeah. I think he's a good player in his own right and I think he does have the attributes that can uh, complement. I agree with what Chris there. I think I could see him playing centre forward with Bobby behind and Mo and Mane on either side against some of the, the crappier teams. Yeah. He'd have a feel like he's got a fi- he's got a feel a little bit of um just before we signed Torres. It's got yeah. that kind of feel that he's just on the cusp. Of, on the cusp, exactly. That's exactly which, how which is Which normally under Klopp seems to be a little sweet spot. Lately, with a lot of our signs touch wood, we tend to have got a lot of signs just on their sweet spot when they're just about to explode into their level, which yeah. you've seen with which you've seen with the current front three. I also think, uh, I know, look, this year it probably was right. Yeah, it was definitely was right to not really sign anyone. But I do feel you can only do that for one summer. I do feel you've got to freshen it up every now and again. 
uh, partly because people get wise to it, but also even for the front three, if Werner comes in and, and starts well and starts playing, so one of the other front three have to sit on the bench. They all think they're brilliant, and they are. It's a great kick. Up. It also is a bit of a great kick up the arse when, you, when you're looking over your shoulder, going, "Well, I ain't performing. He's going to start." Well, yeah. like just the people like uh, Chris points out here, he's 24 years of age and he's played as a false nine many games this season. You know, somebody else points out it's 51 million is the price for this for him this summer. And I think it's Kev that made the point. You want to snap him up before the Euros because if he goes and hits six, seven, eight goals in the Euros, you know, yeah. their prices start going through the roof. I don't agree with that because if there's a buyout clause of 51 million, he can do whatever he fuck he wants. All you have to do is yeah. bid 51 million. Now, I have heard people say to me, no, no, if you be 51 and someone bids 70, they get him. No, that's not true. You're buying out a contract for 51 million. You don't have to pay 70. That's why the, that's why they're in place. That's why the, the amount is in place. I do get uh, the competition for him may increase mm. if he goes and has a yeah. great Euros. But from all the things I've read and people that I trust that have spoken to me about it and and watch him a lot and I suppose have their ear to the ground in certain in, in certain ways that they feel that Werner can be done if Liverpool wanted to be done. Um, that's the way. That's the way it looks. For it. Um, that warden that was given to me makes it sound like it's or somebody else on the radar. Um, we'd have to we'd have to wait and see on that. But Timo Werner for us, I think he all gets a, a thumbs up from us if he does come into the club. Um, yeah. The other ones I want to speak about. Um, the first one I'm going to go to, and Chris, I'll come to you first. Is Jaden Sancho? Now, Jaden Sancho. The, the reports coming out of Germany is that Jaden Sancho it, he will leave Borussia Dortmund in the summer. Um, that's come out as nearly like a like I don't know what way do you, what way do you put this? It's a semi confirmation to this. This is what's being felt for the last probably year that we, they they would get till the end of this season now of him, and then he'll see where he goes. The word coming out today is that Manchester United fancy him at one hundred and twenty million. I would tend to believe that. I think they are going to have to overspend to get who they need, especially if they finish in the position they're in at the moment when it, with regards to the Premier League season. Liverpool, it looks like valuing around £80 million. But Chris, could it be a case of playing one off the other and Werner sits there and, and we know we can get him if we want, but in the background we're looking at Jadon Sancho because from what I've heard, we are big fans of him. And if we're big fans of him, could we do a deal where, where I don't think £80 million gets it done, but could Liverpool work something around here? Because straight away I'm thinking... Um, Something along the lines of a Divock Origi switch. Mm, I, I can't make mad it with Sancho because there are times when I see him, I think, "Wow, this kid looks brilliant." But other times, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm quite bought into all the hype yet. Look, I could be, I could be wrong. I've been wrong many a times. Um, so have I. I uh, but I also sort of think it, the window's not even open, and we already know he, he wants to go. And there's a rumored price. It, it feels like an age and Dortmund side putting the feeler out. This is, oh, United will pay this. United will give him this sort of money. That feels like it, that's a sign to not United to somebody else. That might be also might be Chelsea saying like that's what we're looking for hmm. to see if you get a bite. Which I sort of similar things came out about um, Allison. Oh, they wanted for they want ninety million for him. When everyone balked, we're not paying ninety million for a keeper. Hmm. And it eventually came down. I'm also look. I'm not saying we're good, but I, I, I'm, I'm a bit like if if we did say you did a swap with Origi and you got Sancho in and you got Werner in, plus you've got Chamberlain, plus you've got Minamino as all attacking options, plus our front three, it feels a bit unbalanced. Unless Klopp next year is going to switch up systems and he's going to go more four two three one four two three one. In which yep. case, then actually you you know. You've got Henderson, you've got Fabinho, you've got Keita, and you've got Ronaldo. That's actually enough. If you're going to do 4 2 3 1. If we're going to stick with the 4 3 3, then to me, you pick one of Werner or Sancho, mm-hmm. and then you look to put another quality midfielder to add, add depth. Yeah, like so. The, the, is, Keith, is this the start of a little mini merry go round here? Because, and what I mean is, you know, like we say, one transfer triggers another. Because I'm looking at Sancho, I'm looking at uh, Werner, I'm looking at Mbappe. And then and then Chris says there, uh, Chelsea are going for Zoyech. Yeah. Is this is this one that's going to trigger another? Because he's saying there, Chelsea getting Zoyech, they won't go for Sancho. Kevin Sullivan's of the opinion that he can't see Sancho going anywhere else but PSG as an Mbappe replacement. Mbappe has been linked with Real Madrid this week. Uh, 
is it is it one of those where you know, say for them, sake, Werner comes to us, okay? Sancho goes to PSG, uh, Mbappe goes to Real Madrid, and they all kind of it's a domino effect. Where do you see us with Sancho? Do you still think we hold an interest in Sancho, but the price is just probably it's probably about forty percent too high than what we think. Yeah, I think that's exactly where we are. I've no doubt that Liverpool are monitoring Sancho and Klopp would love to have Sancho. But the amount of teams, and I think, I, I know you've said there PSG will go for Sancho. I think Sancho's going back to England. I think United all over him they'll be. Mm. And that desperados they are at the moment, there's a smell of want off them. Mm-hmm. They will pay whatever they have to pay. And that'll price us out of the... Uh, the game for Sancho I just, I just think he's going to go for north of 100 million 120 million something mm-hmm. ridiculous yep. and we will not even entertain that and rightly so you know it's I think if he goes to United that says more that says more about his mentality and him because well what, I mean I suppose uh, it's it, all going to depend isn't it on what state United are in who's going to be managing United what's their project for want to a better world what's that going yeah. to look like you know? I mean I'm still looking for this they'll get top four um because I, I, I just think they're still too inconsistent to, to get it. But if you're Sancho and you come back to England, you surely, and you're going to go, you want to leave 100 million or that sort of surely you want to go to a club that's challenging. If Sancho went back to City, I could go, I could see that working. I could see why you do that. Yeah. I could see he goes to Liverpool, you know, vote, those sort of, they're the two sort of, if he wants to go to, surely they're the two clubs he'd want to look at. Because he'll look at the points gap. I know the points gap was in City this year is, is massive and ridiculous. But I can't see City being this bad next year, uh, being this far behind as next year. They'll, they'll probably still yeah. be behind, but just not as much. Uh, Avo there says, and Avo makes a really good point. He says, I can see overpriced deals all over the Premiership this year, but the wannabes to try and play catch up with us and us. Uh, with us, sorry, City, United and Chelsea will all try to buy their way back. It's a, you, you touched on something there with regards to Sancho and maybe City. They're going to lose Sané. Um, he was he was ready to go mm. and he, he done his cruiser or he, it was his cruiser, I think he done. Yeah. They will be looking for an attacking player because although oh, I don't know how much he, he, he's into Aguero, I, he seems to have favoured Jesus a little bit. Um, Mares has been in and out and hasn't really impressed. I don't think for any time I've seen him playing for City over a period of games, he hasn't stood out. Uh, Sterling has been off the boil for a little bit. I think he will go and look for something there. And he has mm. spoken about rebuilding this squad a little bit. That may that may be a thing. So, like as Avo said, p- people are going to spend. It just depends how desperate they are and what money they have. And you immediately you think of you think of Manchester United because Arsenal haven't got the money. They they were saving up food stamps to buy Pepe last summer. You know. Um, you look at Chelsea, okay, they have a transfer ban lifted, but Abramovich has disappeared. You know, they're self-sufficient now. He has, he's, he's gone. You don't know where he's gone. He's in, he's in witness protection or something. I don't know where he's gone. But when I look at this, it, it screams Manchester United, whether that's Sancho, whether that's Werner, um, you know, whether something else comes up, do they go mega on something? Because the talk of them now was, um, you know, Pochettino's in the press now saying he wants to come back to England. He's waiting for the next job. Listen, Pochettino's being paid by Spurs until the last day of this season, and then he's free to go and do what he wants. I'd say that's yeah. what was in his contract. Um, yeah. But but do it do, do just random thoughts. I just thought about is the likes of Dortmund releasing this sort of fee for Sancho? Mm. He's trying to get the cash cow in early because I think this summer, having all the Premier clubs agreed that they're now going to shut the, the summer transfer window first of September, same as the rest of Europe. Yes. So so the rest of Europe don't have that um, hold where they could go... That to, little bit of ransom on them, yeah. Where they, where they go, well, if you don't do the deal, that's fine. I'll sell them to, I'll sell them to Real Madrid then on the... Uh, the day after your window shuts and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm. Like Tyler Smith is saying he doesn't believe Guardiola will be there next season. City need to replace about five or six players. Guardiola just won't do that. The same as Ferguson. He's off the Juve in his opinion. Um, let me see. Kevin Sullivan says, Abramovich has Israeli citizenship and still cannot enter the UK. Well, whether he can enter or not, I just think money-wise, they've been, although the ban looked like it was a problem, I think it was quite, quite convenient for Abramovich because he has stepped back over the last three to four years. Now, they have spent decent enough money on the likes of Pulisic and stuff, but nothing like what they used to do. Um, but look, the, the trend going through all this for me is that Werner looks like he wants to play for Liverpool, and who wouldn't? Um, and we seem to be in a decent spot there. Sancho, 
all the word coming out is that Liverpool will be his preferred destination. But we seem to be holding for a little bit, Keith. And I'm going to throw it out there. I believe we're holding for it because while we're signing deals with Nike and we're extending stadiums, all, I genuinely believe that if Kylian Mbappe is leaving Paris Saint-Germain, I think Liverpool should be in that conversation. And I won't be dissuaded otherwise. I think they are going to be in the conversation, Gaff, but I think they're going to be in the conversation with Real Madrid. And I think when it comes down to it, I think all the bean counters and all that, Liverpool will look at that deal and will have to weigh up weighing in Kylian Mbappe um, for the, the, the fee will be astronomical. I mean, we're talking 200 million plus. Mm. I, I think if you get Mbappe, as great as he is and he's a great player, I think that causes real big club problems. Yeah. In terms of... I've talked about... I've talked about... I think we'll have to afford him. I think you've got to sell one of the front three because I don't think we have. We don't There's have. There's no the, rotating then. There's no rotating. No, no. We, we don't. We we can't. Because United and City could still spend three hundred million on a player, and be shite, do nothing, and sit on the bench like they were. San- like they were Sanchez sat on the bench on three hundred grand a week. I didn't hurt United. And it did, but you know, as a business wife, they could cope with that. We could never cope with a mistake like that. So that's one thing. The other thing is, if we get him, he's on three hundred grand a week. If he's on 300 grand a week, you have to put up all the front three's wages. You have to put Van Dyke's wage up. You have to put Henson's wage up. Because Henson will say, because Henson won't say, I can't remember, Henson will say, I don't mind being paid. I don't mind the front three getting paid more than me because they're boss. You know, and they get paid, say, 50 grand a week, a, a week more than me. That's fine. But he won't, he can have a club that good. But hang on, I said, I'm not having like, some kid coming and Mbappe, as good as he is, being on 200 grand a week more than me. I'm the club captain. You're taking the piss there. I want it. So then it, it becomes a big money question then. Look, if the club can afford it, great, I'm all for it. You know, it's not, it's not my money, so it doesn't bother they me. They can definitely afford does the, it. Does the they Nike, the, afford I, I don't know, like, I, I, could they afford it? Probably yes. Um, oh, definitely. You're, yes. you're, look, you're looking at, you're look, if he signed a five-year deal and with the, you're probably looking at a £300 million deal all in over five yeah. years with his, with his stuff, with his wages and stuff like that, right? But you could probably look at Liverpool saying, listen, we're going to give 150 million, right? 150 million towards the transfer. And, but then it comes down to, do Nike want a big, big marquee signing? Are Nike willing to go? Listen, yeah, we, we'll, we'll throw the money in there. We'll top up your, we'll top up your sponsorship and do something like that. Will it happen? I'm not too sure, but just the way I'm watching these things and it just feels to me like Liverpool are not rushing into anything because Nowadays, you can they can just turn around to, to Leipzig tomorrow and go, we want Timo Werner, we're giving you 51 million, we're announcing it tomorrow, and they go, yeah, fine. We can go to Borussia Dortmund and say to them, we'll give you, like somebody suggested there, uh, they feel that um, Michael Edwards could probably do it for 80 million plus add-ons. He could go in there and go, I'll give you 80 plus 25 in add-ons, and we're announcing it tomorrow, and they'll go, fine. The fact that it hasn't been done, or nothing concrete has been set in stone there, Think makes me think that they are looking at their options and no doubt about it. They're looking at these clubs going, We like that player, but not at that amount. It's the same with Kai Havertz, 120 odd million he's being quoted yeah. at. Kai Havertz, yeah. I've seen him play probably three times. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on him. There is good reports on him, but he's a cracking little player. He is a cracking player, but is he 120 million? Probably no, not. Near um, does lo- the market's gone mad. Yeah, there's loads yeah. of comments coming in. Tyler Smith says, surely Nike will weigh in with Mbappe, uh, with him being their main man. We'd have to see. Uh, Supercar Kieran says, don't you think with the longevity of success, costs are naturally going to go up? Wages throughout this team are going to push up. They do. But the way I see it, Kieran, is that the way Liverpool work it, and you'll see it in their accounts, is that they will be on a certain amount, but they do get big bonuses for being successful. And it's in a pro rata basis of what we win so if they win in the Champions League as a simple example if we went win the Champions League and we win 50 million quid we're probably saying to the players we're going to split up 20 million between all of you you know the kind of way that's the way I think it works out Nordred says he thinks the wages does kill the Mbappe transfer for him um, let me see Shaq says he has too one much thing I'd ego. say Go on. sorry one thing I'd say about the Mbappe thing why I think it won't happen is it changes the whole dynamic of what Liverpool are on that club. Because if you bring in Mbappe, you are giving the keys to Mbappe. It's it's Mbappe FC then. He's not... Mm. 
I'm a huge fan of Mbappe. I really think he's an absolute superstar. But that then becomes Kylian Mbappe plus 10. Mm. And it changes the dynamic that we have there. We are a team, even though we have superstars like Mane and Salah, they walk the bollocks off themselves. Bobby Firmino walks his arse off. Kylian Mbappe... Jürgen Klopp isn't going to turn around and say come on in here Kylian Mbappe and do what you want Jürgen Klopp's going to meet that player before and go this is what I do this is what I expect you're either in or you're not you know, I agree yeah. and I mean my it's, it's more, it's everybody more thought it wasn't going, he wasn't going to walk and he, had, he hasn't walked in the sense it hasn't been blow everyone away but he's walked hard to try and get in the team and stay around the squad. I just think Mbappe is too big a character. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you see him at PSG, he, he, he doesn't want even to be shared in it with Neymar. He wants to be the main man at that team. He falls out with Tuchel and has little spats with him. Mm-hmm. I just That's think he's too big. Yeah, he is. He is a bit, but I just think it's. I just it, think it changes the dynamic of what we have that's making us good, and I think that's what could turn us away. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it, it's more. It's more the media circus it creates. Yeah, no, there, there will be a media circus, but what I'm saying is, what like somebody said there, success pushes up costs, and 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 that's the the, the I suppose. When when you're successful, that that's that's just the way it, that's just the way it goes, you know. You, you, mm. when, when, you're is, that, when you're that successful, there is more limelight on you. Yeah. There's more media attention. There's more everything you do. Like, listen, the, the people are telling me that you know Liverpool will sell Virgil Van Dijk. You know, anything to try rattle you. You know, and and these things happen. Yeah. But we're in, we are in, we are in, and you can't get away from me. We're in, we're in a situation here now where Nike have come in, and Nike are going to give us mega bucks. Mega, mega, mega books. And if they turn around and go, listen, now I'm not saying that they pick Jurgen Klopp's side from, I'm not saying that they pick his transfers and stuff like that, but if they go to Jurgen, they, they'll probably go to Jurgen Klopp and go, listen, he's a, he's a marquee signing, would you like him? And if Jurgen Klopp says yes, they go, we'll go and do it for you. There's, look, there's loads coming in here. Um, it just feels to me like Liverpool will be more of a, I can't remember, Liverpool's way will be more like, we'll find the next Mbappe. That feels like a Liverpool yeah. Absolutely. Thing. Yeah. And, and when I say find Liverpool next Mbappe, I don't mean find like some fifteen-year-old kid you've never heard of. Yeah. It could be just like it'd be like when we when we signed Manny and Salah, people knew about them, mm. but no one expected them to blow up the way they have. Mm. That feels like a Liverpool thing, and it, it, it feels like a Jurgen Klopp thing. That if if he was going to spend three hundred million, I don't think he'd blow a uh, three hundred million deal. I don't think he'd blow it on one player. Yeah. He'd feel more like Klopp thing. Go, I'll take Werner. I'll take. Kiva Havertz, and I'll take a Lovren replacement, mm. and that's twenty. That's three hundred million, and he and look, I think he would go. That that would do me more good and keep the squad harmony. Yeah, he obviously, I think that's the big balance. You know, Musi is a trouble cause, and that because obviously he is, but it only takes the wrong signing, no matter how good a player that can really piss the whole equi- equilibrium of the side up. Yeah. And they are losing big characters and some that. I know people slag them off, but they are going to lose Lalana. They're probably going to lose Lovren, and they're quite big characters, and they're quite popular characters in the squad. I think they're going to be. It's going. To, I'm intrigued to see how they replace that sort of dynamic in the squad. Yeah, no, look, it's it it it, it is all just you know um, hearsay at the it, moment, but but it, yeah. de- it definitely feels to me like. Um, and it wouldn't surprise you, Michael Edwards, because he does an outstanding job. The Liverpool are just positioning themselves properly with regards to three or three, four players in an attacking position, get themselves mm. into a position where they can nearly have a choice of them and then decide who they want. And listen, that, that's absolutely fine. Chris says he feels that Sancho is the next Salah. Um, Jono wants Werner on a left back and he'd be happy. He also says that Tuchel is a wannabe club. I cannot stand that man, Tuchel. I absolutely fucking despise him. Um, for what reason? I don't know. I just don't know. Like it's his head. Head. I just don't like the look of his head. Um, I don't like the uh, the Leipzig manager. Mm. Is it Nagelsmann? Yeah, Nagelsmann. Yeah, formerly a half Yeah, he instantly mm. winds me up. Yeah, but look, I'm going to ask you the question before we move on from this. Um, Keith, I come to you first. Two questions, right? First one: Which player would you like? Um, now, realistically, all right, because everyone will go on Bappe. But let's let's yeah. look at Sancho and Werner because that's the two that are there, right? So, Sancho and Werner, which one would you like, and which one do you feel that we will get? I like and feel we will get Werner. Okay. Chris, are you the same? I think that I think Werner gives us something a bit different, which I think is what we need. Okay. Any shout for Boyne them both? Yes, pretty much so. But I think that would be more dependent then on moving on one of our front three. 
Okay. I think if we were to move on Salah and bring in Sancho and then have a front four that we would rotate, it would be easier to rotate, you know, Sancho and mm-hmm. Werner. I, t- I take Werner. I take Werner and then a qual- an, an extra quality midfield option. Not saying Kay Havertz, but someone of that ilk. Mm. It's, it's, I think that gives us more balance. I, I'm trying to think of the balance here because when you look at the midfielders we have, like you say, you lose Lallana, you do have the front three, you still have a Rigi there. Um, I think Shakiri will go. Yeah, I think Lallana will go and you're probably looking at two to replace there. I think a Rigi might go. I'm being honest with you, um, to make room because Minamino for me comes in as somebody that will probably play in the position Bobby plays in when he doesn't play. And I think you look at Werner and you're thinking he's definitely he's definitely going to be ahead of a in the pecking order. But look, I can see a Minamino. I can see a Minamino being trying to be converted to like our uh, Bernardo Silva, more of a number eight. It could be, absolutely could be, but there's loads of there's loads of options there. But it's great to go into a summer where you're probably going. I'll I'll take a Werner. I'll probably take a centre yeah. back of Lovren goes and maybe get. I'd love a utility fullback that can play either side. Uh, I really like the look of the lad off. Um, there's no there's no there's no major panic for the first time in ages. No major panic. With no. It. It's 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 tweaks. It's mm. nice. In the, I'm not saying there is a tweak, but you know what I mean. It's like nice additions to the squad. Nice ways of strengthening. It's not like. Jesus Christ, we, we need to buy eight players because mm. we had that for loads of years, and we let's buy eight players and see which one sticks. And mm. it's very rare, very rarely works when you buy eight players. Jason Williams wants Werner. He wants Hour. I think is the lad of Leon Hour. Yeah, is that who he's saying? He is quality. All this week on NBC Four, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at six, a new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at six on NBC Four, working for you. Yeah, and he wants a versatile young centre back who can play left back. That's not a bad show either. Uh, let me see. Kieran uh, says if we if we go for a so called quality midfielder, don't we lose what our team is about? Though I think you need to look along the lines of what our current midfielder. Look, I absolutely agree with that. I think people don't realise how much this midfield functions, and the reason it functions is to allow fullbacks and forwards to go absolutely rasher um, week after week, and then just absolutely tear teams apart. But look, I'll move away from the players for the moment. Um, there was a couple of random questions that came in on a Discord group earlier on. Um, I will get to them towards the end. If you would like to add to them, you can throw them in the Discord group under Fat Pack Four daily or you can put them on here in the next couple of minutes and I'll try keeping out of them random questions are king and we love them we absolutely love them the next thing I want to get on to is the Anfield roll-in so the Anfield roll-in oh sorry Abby says Jonathan David remember the name I just keep thinking of Craig David every time you mention him Um, so (laughs) but I will remember the name I'll write it down I promise Um, but the next thing I want to get on to was the Anfield roll-in it's been announced that it's in around 7,000 extra seats it'll bring the Anfield uh, capacity up to around 61,000 they're talking about 5,200 general seats with 1,800 corporate Um, I've seen pictures stroke plans for earlier on today it looks really really well it ties in well with the main stand to me when I look at it I think yeah the, the Kenny Daglish stand is definitely getting the same treatment at some stage and the cop will be built in a similar way but just made as one tier and they'll try and knit that together and I do think that the I do think that the target overall is probably around 75,000 people at Anfield and I think that's about right but people have it's a great thing, first of all, Keith, to see this being going ahead. They're hoping to start it by the end of this year and hoping to have it ready for the 2022-23 season because I think there is a lot of work involved with infrastructure around the ground with this one. Rather, where the main stand, he had the space. Yeah. This is a lot of infrastructure and may take a little bit longer. But, first of all, Keith, it's great to see the attendance going up, um, the capacity going up. Yeah, it means more Liverpool fans on the ground and that's what we're all about. People have... People have, like, you know, said, oh, what way will it affect us? Um, and tying in with Kirby, which is 50 million quid. But tying them in together, people have, um, people have said, you know, it is great for, for capacity and stuff like that. But how will it affect us going forward in, say, the transfer market? Keith, there's no, no way, there's no way, whatsoever. there's no way that this is going to affect us. And I'll, I'll put no. this to you, right? Kirby, 
I think 10 million of it's being paid for by Melwood and I'd say the money is being put aside <coughs> over the last couple of years to do this. Um, so yeah. I don't think that's taken out of any war chest, transfer war chest that people like to speak about. And the second thing is I can see that this Anfield Road end and eventually the Kenny Daglish stand and the cop will be funded by feet. FSG with a tax-free loan which the club will pay back over a set amount of years and again won't affect us massively financially it's all good isn't it it's 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 great I mean Kirby's cost what 50 million look that that's nothing the new Anfield Road they're saying what 60 million to build that that stand this is gonna have no impact on air um you know, business going forward because it's not like a Spurs or an Arsenal who had to plunge in for the whole stadium and were billions in debt or hundreds of millions at the time in debt. This is a sensible way. You know, you, everything we're doing is turning to gold at the moment. And FSG, the big one of the biggest strokes they pulled was not building a new stadium and by going down the road of renovating, redeveloping Anfield because they're doing it in bit by bit and that new main stand that's amazing right and it's it's added greatly to this the uh, the look of the stadium and the surrounds of the stadium and the new Anfield Road will do the same you know and we regain the atmosphere we regain the the spirit of the place it's win-win you know there's only positives coming out of these these moves yeah no it's, it's absolutely positive I just want to go back a little bit on, on Sancho and Werner, because Chris has sent me a, a private message, a tweet from Anfield Watch, at Anfield Watch. It says, breaking, Liverpool have informed Borussia Dortmund of their desire to sign Jadon Sancho this summer, with the German club expected to demand, demand at least £100 million for the 19-year-old forward, writes Dominic King. Um, take that whatever way you want. but I can't, I can't see it on Dominic King's Twitter feed, though. Well, the, the Anfield Watch have it down there as Dominic King. So I don't know whether he said it in an interview, he said it on a podcast, or a tweet, or, or it's in it's in a piece he's written. I'm not too sure, but that's what Anfield Watch have um, from Dominic King. We'll follow that up after the show and see what happens. Uh, let me see. Stephen O'Connor says, more revenue from the ground plus the concerts. I don't think money will be an issue for any player. It's more an issue of fitting them into the best team in the world. That's, yeah, you're spot on. Um, let me see. If we spend, it, will, it won't be more, any more than 100 million, says Lubach. I presume that's with regards to players at the moment. Uh, North Red says, can you imagine a red wall as opposed to the yellow wall in the, uh, Dortmund? It'd be absolutely unbelievable. Uh, Jer Cahill says, Harry Wilson pays for Kirby. He very he will very yeah. go very close to paying for it. Um, mm. but, but Chris, you know, you travel up the games, you go to the women's games, you go to you go to Anfield quite a bit. I know yourself, I think it's your brother go. Uh, like, the one thing I will say about Anfield is I've sat in the cup, I've sat in the main stand, I've sat in the Kenny Daglish stand. Um, both the old main stand as well, you know, the the, the old, mm-hmm. um, the centenary stand, the Anfield Road end. And the Anfield Road end for me, unless you're about 10 rows from the front on the lower tier or up the top end, up the top tier, it can be quite a frustrating place to try watch Liverpool from. Yeah, I haven't watched too many, too many games there. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't get in the main, I mean, I don't go to many go, games, but when I do, I've done one game in the main stand. And I must admit, when you go from the new main stand back to the Kenny Dagley sandwich where the rubber sets, hmm. it is a bit like going back in time. Yeah. Uh, and so what, what I've quite liked when I've seen the designs is the design of the new Annie Road end. It just looks like a, a, a mini main stand in the way the, oh, the layout yeah. is. In it. But the way they designed it, it just looks like it's always been there with the way it's going to look. So I quite like that. I quite like the look and feel of it. I think they'll make, it also makes, get rid of some of the restricted views, which is uh, really good. I think, FSU have done it the right way. I mean, they, they seem to have seen a few articles and they, they seem to only want to do one big capital project at a time. So, you know, Kirby's opens this summer, I think. Now we're on to, now we're on to the Annie Road end. I think what's the Annie Road end, son? The next job, it wouldn't surprise then, is let's refurb the, the Kelly Dog Leash stand, especially the concourses, and make them look like the main town. I don't think they're going to make it any bigger because I don't think the infrastructure's there for it. But my big concern, and it's still been my big concern for a while, is it is an absolute ball ache to get out of Anfield. It's still, if you drive well, you in, see, there's, no, there's you, nowhere to park. And surely now, because it's getting over 60,000, there must be some, I'm sure there's some sort of legal requirement. I'm you've, of, got to, yeah, you've got to reply to transport. I'm of the understanding that if a ground goes over 60,000 capacity, the infrastructure has to be of a certain level around the ground. Um, I know this because, I remember first hearing about the Emirates, 
because the Emirates is just over 60,000. I think it's like 60,500 or something along them lines. And, the, you know, the, the train stations around and within a certain distance and stuff like that. And I know there was talk of around Anfield, there is a train line that runs quite close near Anfield. And could it be used and could it be, could it be up, upgraded to facilitate fans getting in and out? There has to be something around this. And to start it in 2020, if you were to start to say in September 2020, and it was 2022, say August 2022, you're looking at it's it's two years to build this stand. You know that's a long time for that for that size of a building, in my it, opinion. Under it, it normal is. under normal in in a normal situation, this situation, I think there might be have to be more done, not only at the ground but close to the ground and in the area for this to. A, be built, and B, to be up to spec where the stadium is up to spec to allow 61,000 people in it. That's yeah. the that's the way I get it. That's the yeah, way I look I, at it. I might be wrong, but um, the only way that works is with a, is a, a new rail station. Uh, now, I, in a previous life, I have worked in the rail industry, mm. and two years, it sounds crackers as like, that's not enough time to get get anything planned through to get a station done. Mm. Yeah, no, you see that? Uh, not not, not, not to thing. build a station. I think they're quite quick, but in terms of all the red tape and bioxy and yeah, crap like that. Yeah. Uh, but that's what they need. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, it, but I mean, they've needed this for like 20 years. So it's not, it's not new, new use this. Or if they can't do that, they need to find some, uh, we've got to, I know people don't make money with, you know, you can, but you know, you can pay 20, 15 quid to park your car somewhere. Mm. But that's only sustainable for so long. There's only so many, bit of spare land where you can sell that at some point there's got to be some sort of parking facility somewhere yeah and again that doesn't see any talk of that either they're the only sort of negatives that's sometimes just taken away from the Anfield experience I would say is getting in and out is a ball like yeah no and listen I'm sure like looking at lovely pictures and stuff of it is great but I'm sure if you dig down you will find more and more and they will come out as you know as as this process goes on between now and when they start you know renovating the whole place you will see more details as to what comes with just building that stand you know uh Northred says he believes that the plan is to make the all stands of equal height eventually. If they make the cop one tier and the same height as the main stand, there'd be about 40,000 people in it. Um, Avo says, where will the away fans get put now? I don't want them in the new Annie Road. They will, but what they do is they squeeze them in the corner and they'll send them up on both, uh, on both tiers. And The rumour is they'll swap sides. Uh, the corner, they know me, which is close to the main stand. Yeah, they'll probably... Sure the, it's more... The they're close to the Kenny Douglas, so obviously my brother made up because obviously, God, can you imagine the wave had even closer, which is what I think he's looking forward to. Yeah, Avo, suggest, Avo suggests uh, building a new station on the Goodison site. That's fair enough. Uh, <laughs> let me see. Um, but look, Keith, getting back to you, you know, we travel over quite often to games, you know, and it can be hard to get tickets. But this, not only for, for local fans, for, for fans that are based in in around Liverpool, in around Lancashire, in around England, Ireland, it it is it is a big boost, isn't it? And you know when you when you look at it, it it just shows where the club is going because you know you, you, like Keith, you talk about United there and all the money they have, and if you talk to United fans, they tell you that Old Trafford is in absolute bits. Yeah, you know? falling apart. Yeah, so yeah, it's mad. But that's it. The demand, it's it's, but it's always going to be a problem, isn't it? You know, we could have one hundred twenty-two thousand seat stadium, and we'll still have people complaining that there's not enough seats. You know, you can't get tickets. Too many tickets going corporate. Too many things going here, there, and everywhere. But it is a positive. You know, it's more seats. It's more tickets. It's more chance to get to the games and. That can only be seen as a good thing, as a positive. Absolutely. Um, let me see. Wahameg25 says, it's in the Daily Mail. Dominic King has said, we will bid £100 million for Sancho. So there you go. Uh, Lubak yeah. says, Sports Stadium cost over a billion and we spent £60 million and still and we'll have no debt. It's a great show. Uh, Northred says, the Goodison Station is a great show. Uh, what would it What would it's be its new name? Um I don't know, the, the People's Station, um, something along that. Um, the David Moyes is a football genius station. I don't know. Uh, we'd have to wait and see. What makes us Sancho would also want 200k. 200k is no problem. We're paying, we're paying, yeah. Liverpool, we're paying Liverpool players 200k as it is. That's no, that's absolutely no issue. It, it's when you start three and four. Yeah, probably get that incentivized though. Yeah, 
as as all Liverpool players do. It's massively incentivized. Um, listen, we're 45 minutes in. If you have any random questions, now is your time to throw them out. As we're finished speaking about Liverpool, um, we're finished speaking about stadiums and training grounds and, and Werner and Coutinho and Mbappe and Sancho and all these sort of things, left-backs. We're all done. Go on. The only thing I'd like to say about the stadium, it's mostly the women's side of it, is I'm, I'm intrigued and I'm waiting to hear when the next fans forum is. What are they going to do about the women's team? Because the tram situation is not sustainable. No, when you look at that They're pitch, not, it's definitely not. It's not so, and that's uh, to be fair. This is not a dig at tram here. It's not tram. It's like the League Two side. Possibly need a bit more support from Liverpool, but you've got them playing forty games a season on it, mm. plus the women playing, you know, a good twenty-five on it. It's gonna, it's gonna get cut up. It's gonna get knackered. The women, they need to find a way of somehow finding something for the way. I'm not seeing the women play at Anfield. I don't think that's sustainable. They've got to find a, a nice midpoint. Uh, I don't know what that is, but I do think that's going to be a bit of a bit of a pain because we now the women now have got like three re- rearranged games, two of them because of the pitch situation at Tranmere, and it's just getting worse. Yeah. That's the frustration. My frustration will be is hopefully if they stay up, which is still a bit of a big effort at the moment, is it's going to put people off. Yeah, it will put people off. I don't understand why they don't go to somewhere that looks and that that has a four G pitch that can be played on as much as you like. Um, I think I think it's still the FA rules because they used to play at uh, Witness, which was a four G pitch, and that felt in the end didn't fall, come under. Uh, it's good enough for rugby, but it's not good enough for football. Mm. They've come with the FA regs, so mm. they moved to Tramick, It's close to Liverpool, mm-hmm. but that's not really worked out. And apparently, there's no, on the Merseyside area, there isn't really another sustainable. Option out of the FA regs. I mean, the Everton play at Southport and then they get a small stadium, I think, at Walton soon. But it's that uh, long term, if they want to, um, it does feel a little bit with the women at the moment. It feels a bit like Liverpool in 92. Mm. The men, the, yeah. the boat's there, the big boat's there, you know, it, it feels as like if it's growing and it feels like Liverpool are missing the boat again. Mm. We'll have to wait and see, but I know what you're saying with regards to Tramia, the pitch looks an absolute joke. Um, couple of uh, questions in here. Um, somebody asks, it's gone off my screen, but they've asked, and Keith, I'll come to you first, have you got Valentine's Day sorted? I know you have to speak quietly because your, your uh, wife's in the other room, but go on. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> you can't say you that, can't you? That's what you say, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Did you buy milk yeah. tray, did you? Not yet. No, are you going to? Yeah. Yeah. Well, gonna... like I mean, I'm I'm being I'm off to a wedding on Valentine's Day without the missus, so yeah. you know, we'll have to brush over that. Six cans, get her six cans. There you go, sorted. Yeah, six cans and uh, a thing of milk tray, you'd be laughing. Thing of milk tray, yeah. Chris on, dusted. Ha- Chris, how are you getting on with Valentine's Day all sorted? No. 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 I've got to say uh, me and wife are so romantic, it's normally a Valentine's text to each other yeah, and then um, it's not like what we're not friends romantic me and my wife so it's like yeah, it'll probably be like a box of chocolates also for my situation my wife's birthday is the week before Valentine's yeah. so if that is a, she's, she's already wiped me out okay so, yeah. um, Jer Carl is in the mood for love tonight by the looks of it um, he also says Aldi <laughs> all the way Aldi is the show Shaq Khan says um, Ferreira Roche what a show um, they're more of a Christmas thing for me than than uh, Valentine's Day. Uh, with regards yeah, to Valentine's all year, all round, yeah, yeah all round for, but especially Christmas for me. Um, the, uh, the the seashell chocolate ones are quite good actually. Yeah, uh, I I just like the, the standard ones, the standard jobs <laughs> in the Frere Rocher. Uh, Lubak says Aldi bargains get in there. I guarantee you will find a nice box of um, you know Brazil nuts covered in chocolate and Aldi. You're guaranteed. It. Uh, with, with regards to my situation, me and my wife aren't big fans of Valentine's Day, but I have a seven year old daughter who just feels that. Listen, um, oh, I've got my da- daughter sorted. Yeah, my daughter gets <laughs> it's genuinely my daughter gets like loads of shit for Valentine's Day, and she gets me a card and I get her a card, and everything is good. And um, I think that makes my wife happier than me giving her anything. Yeah. So that's the way it works. Um, somebody says if you had, if you were to invite three people that are dead to a dinner party, who would they be? Keith, I come to you again first. Three dead people. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Roy. You can answer this real boring, you know, and go for a real, yeah. you know, important figures. Yeah. My favourite singer of all time, Bob Marley. Right, we've got Bob Marley Bob in there. Bob Marley. Bang. <laughs> so there's going to be a, a load of the smoke going on. Yeah. Might have to be an outdoor. Might have to be on the veranda this dinner. Jamming. Um, jamming. Yeah. We're going to have, um, who else are we going to have? Some people are dead. Um, 
I see it's still probably going down the musician route, you know what I mean? And be going with uh, my three favourite singers are Bob Marley, David Bowie and Luke Kelly. And conveniently enough, they're all dead. Right. So we'll go with them. Okay. So Bob Marley. We'll go with them. Bob Marley, um, Luke Kelly and... Yeah, David Bowie. And David Bowie. Happy days, yeah. happy days. Uh, Barry Eclectic Cars, mix. Absolutely. Bar- <laughs> Barry Carr says uh, he's doing a bro, his brother a massive solid. He's babysitting to let him and his missus go out. How good is that? Yeah, you're a keeper, Barry. Um, that's why um, I think... Uh, I'm going to say Melissa. I think it's his uh, wife's to be named. Um, that's why she picked you, I'd say. Um, let me see. Let me see. Boyne... Do you want my, oh, do you want mine? I will come to you now. <laughs> uh, Jer Cahill says he's buying... Um, He's buying. I think he's buying himself a Toblerone for the game on Saturday. Fair enough. And uh, Northred nice. says Northred says uh, his his father, um, Elvis and HFK, JFK. I'm presuming he's talking about there. Uh, uh, David Glennon says Hitler, John F. Kennedy, and Silla Black. <laughs> uh, what a show! Um, let me. That's see. a mad mix. That is That's because heavy. you're going to get stung with Hitler because JFK will be slipping into Silla on yeah. the slow on the ah, slow when ah, no one's looking. Absolutely straight in there, no kissing. Uh, yeah, Emma, surprise, surprise, Emma, uh, surprise, <laughs> surprise. Emma Cavanagh <laughs> says, "Where are we? Where are we all drinking in Liverpool the last day of the season?" I'm not too sure, Emma. Um, get onto our Discord group. There is a group in there called May Parade. Um, and any plans that people have, they can throw them in there and join up with each other. But with regards to the trippers, th- listen, we don't know where we are tomorrow, never mind in, in May. Um, give me your three there, Chris. Uh, I, th- I think I've got Alan Rickman, because I was always a great actor. The fell the, the, the baddie of Die Hard? Yeah. yeah. Hans uh, Gruber, what a man. Yeah, uh, really, really good one. Uh, Paisley. Right. If I could, if I could understand Ian. it. Ian Paisley. <laughs> yeah, shut up, you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm like you. I don't know. Uh, I do like David Bowie, but I'm probably going to sway more to John Lennon. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's alright. Um, I'd love it was Ian Paisley and John Lennon, though, um, as opposed to as opposed to Bob Paisley. Um, Jared Carl says Keith Flint from the Prodigy, isn't he? Um, yeah. John Lennon and Shankly, he'd have Lou back would have Dave Allen, Elvis, and Nikolai Tesla, whoever that is. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but he sounds he sounds sound. Um, sounds like a, sounds like a, isn't that a car? A, a Tesla, yeah. But Nikolai <laughs> Tesla, he says, that mu- it must be a person. Uh, Barry Carr says Andre the Joint, <laughs> Avicii, and George Best. Um, yeah, there's there's a clash of styles, isn't it? Yeah, um, the Ian Paisley stuff is getting a bit of a reaction. Keith, you've done it again. Uh, <laughs> my three dead people. Um, oh, it's a hard one. Um, it is a tough one. It is a yeah. tough one, yeah, because it, it, you can go for just you know the standard stuff. Um, I'll come back to it. I'll come back to it. I have another question for you. Uh, favorite? Oh yeah, favorite uh, type of crisps. Now people did say king or tato. King and tato was a massive argument in Ireland with regards to which is best. King is the actual answer, but people will tell you tato. But yeah, obviously, king there's a the lot. Answer. There's a lot of people listening that are from England and, and other areas, so they're probably going, "What the fuck is king and what the fuck is tato?" Apart from Grizz, who finds, um, who goes into Sainsbury's or wherever he shops and goes down to the Irish section and has a good look around and finds um, these bags of six pack of tato that look nothing like the tato we eat. So it's one of those. But favorite type of crisps, it can be. Any type of it doesn't have to be like oh cheese and onion. It can be anything um, at all. So Chris, I'll come to you first. Smiths, Smiths, never heard uh-huh. of them. Good. <laughs> they have my Good. crisps in England. Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah. They've got my go and B and M. You'll find them. Okay, Smiths. Any flavour in particular? No, no, not first. All of them will do me. All right, no worries. Um, Keith, what are you going with? Kevin Sullivan's going with chipsticks. Yeah, chipsticks are great. Monster Munch as well. I love Monster Munch. No, the, no, no the Monster Munch is a problem. It's called Mighty Munch in Ireland now because we originally yeah, had Monster Munch and then, and then Walkers, I think, made Monster Munch, I think, if I'm right. And we had to change the Mighty Munch and the flavour changed and it all got very, very, um, it got very messy. But Monster Munch, very Mighty political. Munch. Yeah, it was all like, it, I think that's what the Good Friday Agreement fell down with. Go on. Yeah, well, that, that could be it. Yeah, that's true. It wouldn't surprise um, Monster Munch or Mighty Munch, whatever we're calling them. I like them and I like chip sticks, but I do love, you know, your king and your tail. And, uh, yeah, I'm going for king. King are the best. Okay, king crisps. King um, are the best. I'm going I'm to go... go for, I'll go for tato because I've actually heard of them. Okay, well, I'm going to go with hula hoops. Um, 
Oh, no, the, the, the barbecue beef. Barbecue go. beef. Ah, salt and vinegar are nice as well. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Cahill says, ready salted, add your own salt. Oh, uh, Philip no. Weaver says, salt and vinegar discos, which is an absolutely amazing oh. show. Paul Shirley says, the whole world should know who Nikola, Nikola Tel- Tesla is. It's a crime. That's not the case. I genuinely don't know who that is. Uh, should we Google it? Yeah, Google it. Let's Google it. Emmett Cavanagh says Banshee Bones. Oh, what a show. Yeah, what a show. Banshee Bones. Yeah, that's amazing. Like old school. That's amazing. Um, now, somebody asked me earlier on the Discord group, and sorry, Nikola Tesla, probably the smartest man of the last two cent- centuries, are le- are, sorry, our electrically based world is based on his work. You're going to have to give me more than that, Max. You know. Yeah, but did he did he have any famous songs? Because no. he didn't have any famous aunt, songs, he's not coming to my dinner. No. To, to design the, the modern alternating current AC electrical supply system. And you want to talk to him? You're not going to have any crack with that. He'd be leave it fucking, out. He's a dope, I'd say. Yeah, leave it out. Um, Danny <laughs> Emery says, Seabrook's Crinkle Cut. Sound great. Seabrooks like are nice. Good. Yeah, Seabrooks are good. You'd, you'd like them. Okay, Emma Cavanagh asks, have we tried the new hula hoops? I don't know. Um, what are they? What flavour are they? Um, I only thought there was only <laughs> four flavours of hula hoops. But, uh, they have the puffed ones. Did you try the they're, puffed? They're shite. Mm. They're horrible. Actually. Stephen Mack would have uh, Marlon Brando, I think, Ted Bundy, and Bogart. That's who he have. Wim- that's um, a, that's an interesting mix. It is. Yeah, it we is. are assuming that could be Al Bundy and it could be Winston Bogart. So I think we need clarification. <laughs> oh, Al Bundy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could be just Al Bundy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let me see. Let me see. Um, yeah. So somebody, somebody on the Discord group asked me earlier. He's going to Liverpool um, some stage this year. I can't remember exactly what month. And he's going on a stags. And he said, "What are the best spots in Liverpool to go to?" So. Um, food, drink, nightclubs, bits and pieces. What are we going for? Uh, oh, Keith, I'll go to your first. Can you really say? I mean, no, off no, no, angels, no, 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 yeah, then yeah, goes the X and the C, and yeah. then you're sorted. Is that for do you still doing the rounds? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, uh, you know, cross these places. I've heard rumors, but you yeah, know, yeah. But I'm always a big fan of uh, Slate, Slater Street's always a good good, good neck of the woods to go to. Well, the ones I'm going to give you is go to Shiraz for your breakfast and go to Almond the Cuba. Um, for oh, your night yeah. out. Almond the Cuba is just off the fucking wall. Good. It's that good. Um, Ella says... You don't go to Matthew Street. Avoid no, Matthew Street. No, no, don't go uh, to Matthew Street. And avoid Concert Square. Yeah. The, the only thing I will say for Matthew Street and Concert Square is if you're on the Stags and if... There's loads of yeah. concert square and matches. At least like to go to get yeah. you in. Yeah. Uh, Ella says, do Pringles count as crisps or are they a category of their own? No, well, you, you can count the them crisps. as crisps, Ella, if you want. Absolutely fine. That's yeah. no problem. Maxi um, Stack do. Uh, Heebie Jeebies is quite good as well. Heebie Jeebies, fair enough. Uh, it's it's near uh, Albert the Cube and all that neck of the woods. Yeah. No, th- th- there's loads of good places in Liverpool. Like loads of them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You can go anywhere. Um, let me see. Philip Weaver says pea soup and a lap dance only in Liverpool. There you go. Uh, depends on his age group, says David Glennon. I work, let's pretend he's between 25 and 40, just for argument's sake. Uh, start in the sand and let the rest of the night take you wherever, says Kira. Um, let me see. There's a new Shiraz facing the Adelphi, says David Glennon. The one I go to is on North John Street near Liverpool. One, it's just the best breakfast when I get over there every single time. Um, if you have any more random questions, throw them in there. Um, we have a couple of minutes left. We go for another five. Well, well, I say five minutes and then it usually turns into 45 minutes. Um, if you haven't listened, um, and you have, sorry, if you have listened to me and Andy over the last four to five weeks, we've done three podcasts together. I think they've totaled somewhere in the region of about four hours. I've managed to cut that down to about 55 minutes and stick it out as a podcast last night. Um, it's all just the stuff that we spoke about. There's no football involved. It's all just random stuff. Go and have a listen to that. It's, um, it was actually even funny listening to it back. And he's just yeah, off his, he's off the wall. Uh what three celebs would you go on a pub crawl with, says Lubeck? Anyone want to take that? Oh, these can be alive, can they? Could be Bobby. Well, well Bobby I hope they're alive. I wouldn't, Bobby. Be, I wouldn't be dragging three <laughs> coffins around me. Well, Bobby and Klopp would be good. Bobby and Klopp? Because they actually drink. There's one of the few on the team that drink, no one else drinks. Okay. I can imagine Bobby's a good for a night out. Okay. 
Keith, anybody? Jesus, going on a session with Bobby. If they go, I like Bobby because he's a bit out there and he's a bit a bit mad. You're not going for uh, two points a bit or around with Bobby. Mm-hmm. You're going to some mad shops. So I do like that. It's a bit I more edgy. I, I get the impression that Alison likes a drink as well. Oh, he's a bit I think, too religious, I think. Not well, it, yeah, but he's out with Bobby, I think. So I'm sure they can. Uh, I think he knows how to let his hair down. I think he might have ruined Bobby by baptizing him. Oh, oh, we, could, we, could, we could correct that. I'd yeah. have, um, I definitely have the comedian Bill Bohr with me. Um, yeah. Because he's deadly. Um, I'd definitely have him with me. Who else would I have? Uh, uh, Mary Lou MacDonald, the leader <laughs> of Sinn Fein. Yeah. Um, not? Not, not for any political reasons. I'd just say she's a good bit of laugh. I'd say she's a good crack. Yeah. And I would have. Is all of our aides still alive? No. No, no. I, think, I, think, I think the drink might have caused him. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to be going on a session with him. He wouldn't survive it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who else would I... Bill Bohr, Mary Lou MacDonald, and Jim MacDonald off Carnage Street. <laughs> oh, no. No. Yeah. Jim's a oh. melt. Oh, no, I'd say, he's, I'd say he's grand. And he'll back you up if you're going to rail. He'll have started the rail, and he probably started the rail with Liz MacDonald, mm. so, you know, we are in... Doisy territory there. Five pints in, he's telling you what they fell out over. Mm. Rude United. A couple, of, a couple of people have said here that their names have changed on the chat. Um, I have noticed that because um, David Glennon used to come up as Glenner. He's now David Glennon. I think Emma had a different name as well. I don't know. That's something that Periscope are doing or, or Twitter are doing. Instead of using your handle, they're using your actual name maybe. I don't know what's going on. Uh, let me see. Lewis Jones said, Would you rather eat pee, sorry, poo flavoured ice cream? Or ice cream flavored pill. Hmm. Ice cream flavored pill, probably. It has to be, innit? it? Tastes like yeah, ice cream. It's grand yeah. because it's, it's just ice cream. Then yeah. just different just texture. Worry, just worry about the after effects later. Yeah. No, I think you go with that. Avo says Oliver Reed, George Best, and Dave Allen. That's for the dead people, I presume. Okay. Uh, Red wants Pamela <laughs> Anderson, J Lo, and Susan Sarandon. And then all back to mine. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, if you could buy any player and score... Sorry. If you could be any Liverpool player and score any of their goals in the past, which one would you choose? I have mine straight away. I'll take Michael on the FA Cup final 2001. The winner. I, just I would take... Danny Sturridge's goal against Sevilla in the Europa League final would and you? I would go and I'd knock the bollocks out of Alberto Moreno at half time and tell him not to ruin the rest of that game yeah fair mm-hmm. enough Chris who you got? just for the goal magic try to think which one I'd want I, I still can't get Divox out the gut reaction was Divox against Tottenham in the in the final or would yeah, you like Divox in, in, the, the, in the Merseyside derby no, I think I'd like Divox in the final. Okay. Clo- the, the one that came close out was Lovren's against Dortmund. Mm, okay. Or the one against Barca in the semis is a nice yeah. one as There's well. so many of them. There's so many. Yeah, um, yeah uh, Avo would have Tommy Smith and in the European Cup final. Uh, good, good question. Call. Good question from Ella. Really good question. Um, I think that's it. I think we're done. I think we've covered everything. Um Stevie in the West Ham final says Jer Cahill, another good show. Uh, Gerard versus West Ham FA Cup final says Emma, he backs up Jer. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think we're done. Um, we've done well there, lads. We've just, just done over an hour. Um, with regards to the shows for the rest of the week, what day is today? Wednesday. I'll be back on Friday and we'll have a preview of Liverpool versus Norwich and also all the rest of the Premier oh, yeah, League. Yeah, football back do we? Yeah, yeah, we have to deal uh, with okay, Um, I'll be back on Friday. I'll do a preview of Liverpool and Norwich along with, um, I suppose the rest of the Premier League will have a little chat as well very quickly on that Gav sorry mm. for cutting across it nah, did you see really, um, Man City well, not at all Man City and West Ham are raiding up because they have to well I don't know if it's being confirmed have to replay their game during the, their winter break Man City isn't it they play on they, Wednesday they have to play on next week yeah Wednesday they night told they've the had that break is, well no they're meant to be Meant to be, but What's the break has just switched around from them. They just had the same break as Liverpool. Yeah, but they're, they're claiming that they're, they're claiming that they're not refusing. They're refusing to play. Both teams aren't happy about it. Nothing's being said about it. But, it's only when we but, sent our kids, we were lashed over. Yeah, but the thing is, like they stopped on the same day as Liverpool. Liverpool played on Wednesday. Didn't play the weekend either. The day, okay. 
They um, should have done that. We're, we're going to play, but they didn't. We're going mm, to play no, this weekend. They... Hold on, we're going to play this weekend, and they're not going to, and then they're going to refuse to play the following week as well. Yeah, but yeah. you see, they could have had their holidays planned for next week, and they could have had their missus having babies planned for next week That's as well. That's true. You know? I mean, we didn't pick up on that, did we? Mm. The, whole, the, whole ba- the whole baby arrival situation, that was quite funny. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to go into that because like, it's, it's, it's not so, business, that's, isn't it? Yeah, was it? What's, what's, what's when I saw uh, Beck the Godfather? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Stephen Mack wants John Barnes versus Everton in the 4-4 game. Is that the right-footed one? Oh, lovely. In from the corner. Yeah, it's a good show. Going way back there, and I like it. Um, but listen, um, before Keith was rude and cut across me, um, I was trying to tell you I will be, we will be back on Friday. Uh, the Fat Back 4 will be back on Sunday, and the chances are we might have four people on it on Sunday, so keep Ooh. that to yourself. Um, then we will have the club on Monday, and we will get going from there again next week. Uh, the schedule is still a bit all over the place, but we're, we're trying our best to get back to some sort of normality. Um, yeah, that's about it. I think we're, I think we're good. We're good to go. Keith, anything else before we go? No, I, I've nothing more to add. Um, it's a pleasure as always, Gav. Good stuff. Good stuff. Chris, thanks a million for joining me. Anything before we go? Uh, give the women a cheer on tomorrow because they're playing Arsenal at home, which is going to be uh, tough. Okay, are they playing at Prenton Park? No, they're playing at Chester. Okay, cool. All right, no worries. Uh, anyone uh, wants to uh, cheer on the Liverpool ladies tomorrow? Absolutely do so. That's been the Fatback Four Daily for Wednesday night. Thanks a million for joining us. Um, it's been really good. Loads of good comments as usual because you people shape the show. Talk to you in a bit. Over and out. Has it been a while since you flipped that thermostat from heat to cool? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services before you do for an $88 AC start and check to make sure your AC is in tip-top shape. Griffith specializes in carrier, but services all brands. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today. Your local carrier expert. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Sports Social Podcast Network.